Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Come inside, the show's about to start. Guaranteed to blow your head apart. This is the Shannon Smith Shooting Podcast. Guess it up. Welcome back, my friends, to the Shannon Smith Shooting Show Podcast slash Truckcast. Got a little road trip today, so I'm back in the truck, had some time, uh, put some thoughts together last night. So I hope everybody's getting somewhat back to normal back there. I went over to, not on my list of notes to talk about, but I went over to Bike Week uh, last week, just a day trip over and back, and we were at Dirty Harry's, which is a famous bar on down on Main Street, if you haven't been there, out, outdoor venue, and they had a wet t-shirt contest going on, which is... Traditionally, uh, wife is texting, which is traditionally 68-year-old ladies and 350-pound ladies, and so it's more a comedy show than a a wet t-shirt contest, but the MC is really good, and he fires up the crowd, and he's funny, and and, uh, there was this couple standing in front of me who were clearly not from Florida because it was 72 degrees out, and they were wearing shorts and a t-shirt, and all the Floridians were wearing sweatshirts. And uh, the dude turns around and says, hey, man, are you from here? And I was like, well, I'm a couple hours away, but I live in Florida, yeah. He's like, this is amazing. This is like everybody's open. Everybody's free. <laughs> so it turns out the guy was down from New York, and it's been locked down since this whole thing started. And it's first time getting out and seeing actual people, so it was kind of funny. But anyway, so first thing I was going to hit off, hit off on was the Florida Open just wrapped up. It's been a couple of weeks now, but... I was able to take home the win there and, and open, which was cool. Uh, it's a hard match if you haven't shot it. It's it's traditionally always been a hard match back in the day when Dwayne and Ronnie and Waydet and Roy and Bob and the gang were running it. Uh, it was a hard match back then. And Dwayne was notorious for his 30-yard 8-inch plates, which always kicked my ass when I was shooting limited back then. Uh, and I've kept that tradition on. I've, I've kept it... Uh, technical match is the word I like to use it's definitely not a host fest and you need to be zeroed for sure and preferably run a dot Um, so it's a hard match to to shoot it's a hard match to win Uh, traditionally always had pretty good heat in the in the top divisions as we keep adding more and more divisions that gets dispersed a little bit but uh, still always pretty good competition it's normally been the first big match of the year uh, Florida State's kind of slipped in there and a couple others now but obviously we have a good time of year or a good uh, good weather that time of year here so it's it's been a good draw uh, it's been a big international draw in years past not not so much this year with the Rona going on um, but anyway you just get a lot of good competition a lot of international shooters uh, come in and uh, I was fortunate to win it in, in limited in uh, eight which was the 10th year anniversary, I think. And uh, I'd shot it a lot up until then. I think the first one I shot was 02, maybe. Might have been 03. It was 02, 03. Uh, and the only one I've missed since then was uh, the first year I ran it when I took over, started running things. I didn't shoot it that year just because I was a little bit overwhelmed with everything going on. Uh, but I've shot every other one. And uh, I've probably shot as, as many as anybody. And it's just always been a challenge. I mean, some years I've shot great and lost. Some years I've shot like crap and lost, and 
Uh, so I was able to pull out it, pull out the win in limiteds. So that was super cool. I was a big time limited guy back then, and uh, that was uh, now that now that I come to think about that, that was the year of the world shoot too in Indonesia. So I'd been shooting a lot, gearing up for that. So no coincidence there. Uh, and then I say flash forward, but it wasn't a flash. Uh, I won it in 18 in open division. Uh, so that was cool because, you know, it's Florida Open. It's supposed to be open division. And uh, so 10 years later of shooting it every year. And uh, so that was a good one. And then I had a pretty good stretch there the last few years. After that one, I won it and uh, switched over to PCC the next year. And then the year after that, I shot single stack, which was last year because I lost a bet. And then this year back to open. So the last four years have been good, and it's nice to... To win it again in the Open, which was my last one, as, at least as match director, for sure. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, special big thanks to all my friends, and I'm not going to name them all because I'll forget people, but uh, a lot of good folks have, have worked for me there at USA and and worked the Florida Open, and uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. It's a lot of work for staff if you haven't staffed a match, uh, or if you have staffed a match, you know. Uh, it's a lot of days on your feet, and we're fortunate with great weather this year. Uh, but that's not always the case, and it's certainly not the case for for all the matches. And uh, a lot of close friends came out, come out ahead of time, help build stages and design stages, and they were the the key to my success out there for for many years. So uh, super appreciative to them. Uh, so on to the next one. The next match I'll be at, I guess, is uh, area six, maybe I think. Um, in North Carolina at a new spot. I think that's the next big one I'm shooting. So I try to pick up some locals. And in the meantime, I shot a local match last week. That was fun. Haven't shot a local match outside of my range in a long time. Uh, so that was cool. I had a great time. And so I'll definitely be doing some more of that. I posted a Instagram picture when I was packing up my office and leaving. Uh, I had a number of trophies up in my office, but or plaques. But uh, a couple of key ones that that I've always deemed important. There was a first at D-Glass uh, Limited from Washington State when I started. And then there was a first C. I think that was Washington also. Yeah. And then my Florida, my first Florida State win in 04. My first Area 6 win, which I think was 05, 05 or 06. And then um, my first national championship. So I had all those those plaques and the trophy in, in the one frame and the one guy was one comment was so you went from D class to Florida State champion in four years and so a couple of funny stories on that I started shooting in Washington State in uh, Paul Bunyan Range in Puyallup if you're around that area and I started it was just a, a steel challenge they called it although it wasn't really a steel challenge it was just a made up steel thing and then eventually got into a USPSA match in, I guess, 99 or 98, I think. And uh, obviously no idea what I was doing. And I think it was a, it was a classifier match or, well, the first couple of classifiers, I, I tanked one or two maybe even. And I was better than that, but so is everybody that tanks one. There's nothing you can do about it. And just because of the way the USPSA systems works, it, without going all the way into it, but it starts with your first four and then after that, it's a rolling average of your best six. Well, just the way that works, and in the, in the, I was still in the military at the time, so I wasn't shooting 
a ton of matches and definitely not a ton of classifiers. Um, it just took a while to to get those off the system. So, yes, I was D. I'm proud of it, but uh, probably shouldn't have been. So that I was probably solid, you know, middle C, I would say, in in reality. So it doesn't seem quite of a jump uh, in four years when you look at it that way at the volume of of practice and shooting I was doing. That obviously helps. But I went to a match in in Western Washington. Uh, I'm sorry, Eastern Washington in the desert area. And I forget the name of the match, but it was a pretty famous match at the time. Back then, it was a you know annual something desert, I think. And of course, this is pre tablets and practice score and all that so we scored on paper and uh, I was in the stat shack for something there was an error on my scores or for whatever reason um, and for you new people these matches used to have a shack where there would be a bunch of people in there banging away on keyboards inputting all the paper scoring that their runners went out and picked up for them uh, but I was in there to to correct something and this guy walks in who was clearly uh, significant in the match, either match director or volunteer or, or something. And he said something to the stats ladies. Um, he said, who's this Shannon chick? She's won like three stages. There's got to be something going on. So I've always remembered that funny, funny start to my major match career. I kept my mouth shut. Uh, I don't think I won that one. I'm sure I didn't win that one, but I ended up, ended up doing okay. Um, but that's the story so I moved to Florida after that and started putting uh, significant time in and and then uh, won my first Florida State not too long after moving down here and then I've won uh, most of them since then which is something I'm pretty proud of so the area six match I don't know if this story sounds as interesting as it does in my head but it was important to me so area six was always a a big match on the calendar and always drew a lot of competition. I mean, Area 2 has got some amazing shooters, um, but Area 6 has got to be uh, a rival or, or a close second, especially back then when all the AMU guys were still here and Max and Travis and all them. Um, but I was shooting limited at the time and uh, had a pretty good match. Uh, I felt like I was quick. I had either low penalties or no penalties, shot pretty well. But again, there's no electronic scoring, so you have no idea. And they didn't post, I don't think they posted interim day stuff uh, back then. So you really had no idea how the hell you were doing. And, and uh, Area 6 was notorious. This was at uh, South, R South River. They put on a good match, but they were notorious for being slow on the results. I mean, there was no way you were getting out of there at daylight. I think one year we drove back after the match even though we knew better I think somebody had to be back at work or something but I mean we always stayed over because it was you were I don't know 8, 9, 10 o'clock getting out of there it was ridiculous I don't know what their problem was but anyway so we're waiting around, waiting around and at the time they did a top so many and limited again without having all the divisions you had more people in there and uh, I don't remember who all was there, but I know Travis was there. I know Taryn was there um, in limited. So there was a lot of good shooters. And so they're counting up the, the top whatever. I don't remember. Top eight, let's say. And they're seven, six, five, four, and I haven't heard my name yet. And I'm like, man, no way I did that bad. Like, there's no way I was outside the top eight. 
And I was like, wait a minute. Could I be in the top three? And then they get to three. And, of course, everybody thought Travis won, myself included. Uh, and they get to two, and they called Travis's name. And I was like, holy shit, no way. And I ended up winning. But it was just, it was a different feeling then because you didn't know. You know, you didn't have all the information and the competitor app and everything we have now. And that's part of the reason, too. People stayed around for the awards back then and where they don't now because everybody knows they lost and they go on home. Um, so that was a cool feeling. And, and I was wouldn't say I was a total nobody at the time, but I was pretty close in the shooting world. And, uh, of course, Travis couldn't be more gracious because he was an awesome dude. And uh, But I was... You know, Florida State, I guess, was the first big one, really, kind of, sort of, state match. But the uh, but getting that area six was... Uh, that was that was pretty cool. Something I won't soon forget. Um, that was about it for my big notes. I did want to follow up on one thing. As I've said a million times, I'm going to try to be more frequent on the podcast, but uh, less in length because I don't like to listen to long ones either. But I posted some. I'm not going to go into the whole story because it's long. But I posted the I posted something on Facebook the other day about a, a bullet in the barrel of my limited gun, and. To make a semi-long story short, I grabbed my limit gun out of the safe and a 9mm complete round fell out of the barrel. And I checked the chamber. It wasn't in the chamber, guaranteed. And uh, so I did. And it freaked me out. Like I was like, there's no way that this is possible. And it wasn't one of my rounds, so it makes it even weirder. Like I'd never seen this type of bullet before and definitely never used one myself. Uh, I really couldn't figure it out. I, mean, it, I don't know if freaked me out is the right word, but I was just like totally perplexed in how that would be physically possible and so I grabbed the camera like I wanted to document this shit and post a story on Facebook and I just brought all my stuff home from uh, moving out of the office moving out of work and I put all the guns in hard cases so my best theory was that there was a bullet that I'd never used in my life and never before seen in my life that somehow got its way into my hard case I put my limit gun in the hard case and somehow in the process of taking it home that bullet found its way into the barrel and that was the best most plausible theory I could come up with which doesn't make a lot of sense well so some dude messaged me on uh, on Facebook that day and said hey send me your number I, I know what happened I'm like alright what ifs and so I totally forgotten about this so what happened was during uh Shit, I don't, remember, I don't remember which match it was. It was either Florida State or Florida Open this year. Um, I was in the office, and there was something hectic going on. I was, I was trying to get all the staff money paid and deal with the caterers, and I was in the middle of something. And this dude, one of my staff, comes in my office and says, "Hey, so and so's uh, gun, limited, limited gun broke. Can he borrow yours?" And uh, I know this so and so, and I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." So I grab it and give it to him. Off he goes. He comes back 15 minutes later or something and says, hey, he's shooting minor, not major. I'm like, oh, no problem. Grab my limited gun back, give him a three-gun, nine-milli STI, and off he goes. And uh, A, I never thought anything about it, and B, I'd totally forgotten about it. But that's what happened. So the guy calls me and tells a story. It was very apologetic and embarrassed, but once you hear the whole thing, I I mean... It's always somebody's fault, right? But it was, wasn't really like he did anything uh, stupid wrong. But he'd gone to the test bay to check zero or something. 
we fired around and immediately real immediately realized something wasn't right and so I don't know if he asked for a nine mil or if he asked for a limited gun or where the confusion was there but the first request for me was for a limited gun so I gave him a limited gun because the limited guns in 40 and uh, but he loaded up and shot around and realized something wasn't right looked down at the at the barrel he said he had to wipe the hood off because my gun was so dirty he couldn't see it which is makes sense and saw was 40 he's like oh shit I'm shooting nine so clears the gun checks the chamber puts it back in the bag tells my guy my staff member he comes back swaps out guns I put the gun in the safe and that was that so what happened when he fired that first round it cycled and uh, grabbed the next round off the magazine but not enough for the extractor to for the extractor to grab it and push the bullet up in the barrel and there it stayed and when he checked the chamber he couldn't uh, didn't see anything obviously and uh, I can totally see how that happened because I, I picked a bullet up off the ground when it fell off in my living room a man room and I put it down the front of the barrel myself and uh, there was a little sticking point like it wasn't just free balling in there so I can see how it would it would hang in there just a little bit till I gave it just enough inertia to uh, break free of that when I was, I was doing like a simulated draw stroke with the gun in my hand without a holster on so kind of shake it a little bit when I go for the hitch draw and that's when I popped it out so now you know the rest of the story as Paul Harvey would say um, but it was still a good lesson for me I'm still going to check the barrels when I pull guns out of the safe from now on because who knows what could get in there and uh, I actually did go out that day and check zero because I was going to a match on Saturday which is the whole reason I pulled the gun out of the safe to begin with uh, so I did go out to check zero and I put my holster on and did some draws and stuff but had I not let's say I went out there just to, I was in a real hurry and just, I'm just grab the gun check zero right quick and pull it out of the bag you know keep it relatively level not holster and boom fire around I don't know what would happen but it wouldn't have been good I guarantee you that so it's an extra extra safety precaution I'm going to add into my procedures anyway. You, you do you. As a, a lot of people said on my Facebook page, you could, uh, you could put a light, you know, lock it back and put a flashlight in front. Would work. Um, you could insert a squib rod. You could do a zip tie. There's a lot of things you could do. I, you know, if, if I check the chamber and I check the magazine, I'm in my living room. I'm just going to look down the damn barrel and see if there's anything in there or not. But... There are a lot of ways to handle that problem, but um, you know, just looking for obstructions of any si of any sort. You know, it could be a paper clip, it could be anything weird. It could could get its way up in there, not necessarily uh, around. So, do with what you will with that information. Hope everybody's having a great day. Get out there on the range, and I'll see you on the next one. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. There behind the glass stands a real blade of grass Be careful as you pass, move along